0: Apple presents events at the Apple Store.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator and host on Spike TV and video game journalist, Jeff Keeley. Awesome.
2: Thank you very much. Hello, everybody. I'm Jeff Keeley. Welcome to the Apple Store here in uh, Soho in New York City. I'm uh, excited to be with you guys today to talk about a new app that just came out on the App Store, uh, Star Wars Commander. Anyone downloaded it yet? All right, well, hopefully by the end of the hour, you will check it out. It's uh, available for free on the App Store. But we've got some of the uh, members of the development team here to tell us about um, the game. We're going to get a live demo of it and uh, take a look at it as well. So uh, lots of cool things um, over the next 45 minutes. And we will also be taking your questions. So uh, as you uh, hear about the game, if you've got anything related to the game you want to ask, we will be coming to you a little bit later. But uh, before we get into it, and I introduce the panelists, let's take a look at the launch trailer for the game. Let's check that out now. in a
3: time of galactic war. Choose between the light or dark side. The Empire would find your skills useful. Take over the galaxy as the Empire. Or command rebel heroes to restore freedom.
0: I do hope you haven't been fooled by the Empire's propaganda.
3: Rise through the ranks as a powerful battlefield commander. Which side will you fight for? All right,
2: uh, let's bring out uh, the panelists. i will be talking to you for the next uh, half hour. First, we've got uh, Matt Philbrandt, who's the executive producer at Lucasfilm on this game. Matt, come on up. We've also got uh, Nate Etter, who's the VP of Studio Operations at Disney Interactive. And finally, Chris Winters, the art director at Disney Interactive. (laughs) Welcome, guys, and uh, congratulations. A big day for you with the launch of the game um, on the App Store, so if you guys load up your your phones or iPads tonight, you'll probably see it front and center. Um, I played this game, I was flying back from London yesterday and and, uh, got got a chance to play it, and uh, really kind of impressive production values um in the game you look at uh, you know fully voiced characters and uh jumping between planets and whatnot it is sort of a full-on uh star wars experience um so i'd encourage you guys to uh, to check it out um wanted to get into sort of a we're going to do a demo in a minute but maybe matt we'll start with you can you give us kind of a, an overview of what this game is how it plays i think some people look at it and it's like oh it's you know is it just a clash of clans? But it's 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 you know it's got a lot of really cool Star Wars um, inside of it. Tell us about the style of game. It's familiar to people that have played some of those types of games, right?
1: Yeah, it is a strategy game for the mobile platform, um, but uh, we think it has some unique things that we're bringing uh, new to the genre. Uh, specifically, we've worked really close with with Nate and his team um, and within Lucasfilm to bring uh, some new story to this to this game. Um, Initially, you do uh, do some base building. You do acquire resources. Um, ultimately, you do want to build up your base and uh, pick a side. What Do you go? That's rebel? my favorite thing is when yeah. you get
2: to pick a side. So this is not sort of a linear narrative. You can really decide between both sides. You can actually link it up to your Facebook and see uh, if your friends have picked one side or the other. I mean, that was, was that something from the get-go
3: that you guys wanted to do? Was the sense of sort of picking picking either side? Yeah, I I think that's really a it's an authentic piece of Star Wars that I think everybody can relate to. Um, and not only do you pick the side, but they're actually materially different in the game. They're a- asymmetric where on the Empire, when you think about the Empire, you think about their mechanical might with AT-ATs and ATSTs and big factories that can churn out things for the war machine. And the rebels are much scrappier, right? Where like one hero on the battlefield, Han Solo or, 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 or Princess Leia, they can make a huge difference, and and that's a bit of how it plays out in the game, and that's how we differentiate the two sides early on. So, makes it a lot of fun.
2: And I I do like that you get to make that choice early, because there have been a lot of Star Wars games over the years where, you know, you spend a lot of the game kind of getting ready, and then finally make the choice towards the end here. A few minutes into it, you're going to sort of get a chance, and and also I was amazed how quickly you jump around between planets, which is very cool because you're sort you know you're jumping from one to the other, coming back. I mean, it really seemed like the the story aspect of, was something that uh, was was very f- important from the get go in this game.
1: Yeah, I think um, like I said, we we know from our fans that one of the things that they really like is authenticity. They want to experience things that they know from the films. Um, we do a little bit of planet hopping in the beginning, but. You immediately are right on Tatooine, which is a, which is a location that, that our fans will know. Um, and so they're going to see units, they're going to see heroes that they know, Adats, ATSTs, Han Solo, Princess Leia, Tatooine, but at the same time, we have brand new characters, a character of Sapanza, who we've brought to life in this game, um, uh, and a few others that will sprinkle in some new elements in Star Wars that we know our fans
3: appreciate uh, as well. And one, one, of, one of the things we've worked hard to create with the game is a platform for storytelling. So while you do start out on Tatooine, the game is set basically right after the destruction of the Death Star. Uh, we expect to and plan to tell stories through Empire Strike Back into Return of the Jedi and, and hopefully beyond.
2: Yes, the story will continue um, with, with more content, I'm sure. Let's talk about the look and feel of this game. Uh, you know. Uh, it's interesting, as you know, uh, the art style, of the characters, and the art style of the world. Um, tell us about when you were approaching it, um, how you wanted to sort of interpret Star Wars for these touch platforms.
0: Uh, sure. So um, the visual look is really one of those things that I think every team sort of struggles with in the in the beginning. You really want to know, like, who's the the ideal consumer of this, the person that's going to enjoy playing this game. And for us, we really wanted to make sure that it was a style that would not only appeal to sort of have that authenticity that would appeal to the hardcore fan, but also bring in some new fans. You know, have that sort of accessible look that someone, hey, that, that looks like a really attractive, fun-looking game. I want to get into it. And uh, I, th- I think we hit it. It's a good balance.
2: And also a lot of great characters. When I was playing, I mean, all of a sudden, there's Darth Vader popping up, uh, I mean, Han Solo. I mean, a lot of the familiar characters that everyone knows and loves from the uh, the original trilogy, I mean, are in there, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I um, And I think it's important... Uh, with voices, I, which was cool. Yeah, exactly. I think you know we we really want that uh, familiarity again with Star Wars. When you come right into the game, you feel. Um uh, like you're, you are crossing paths with some of our, our most iconic characters right out of the gate, and that helps sort of set up the decision that you have to make: Am I going to align myself with Darth Vader? Am I going to align myself with with Princess Leia? Because that's a decision that once you make it, um, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be living with it while well as you play through uh, the story content and um, all the missions that we have available right at launch.
2: Now, uh, I assume you guys are all pretty big Star Wars fans uh, in your own right. Um, Tell me about, you know, coming on this project, working on this project. Uh, what Star Wars fantasies were you looking to sort of fulfill by being a part of this uh, this project? Because it is, you know, very expansive in terms of the characters and planets and whatnot that you get to touch.
3: Sure, yeah, I could, I could start. I'm, I think we all probably have similar stories to it. But, uh, yeah, it's sort of, it's a dream to be able to work with the Lucasfilm team and work and contribute to the Star Wars universe. Um, I also have some little boys at home, and so I'm sort of their their hero, uh, being able to make make a Star Wars game. Uh, But yeah, I I think we really, we wanted to make sure that we had a lot that was familiar, but it's been a lot of fun to be able to create some new content and some new characters and feel like our team's been able to contribute back to Star Wars uh, a little bit along with this game.
0: Yeah, um, I, I'll let go of the same sentiment. I'm f- From my perspective, I really wanted to uh, kind of honor the franchise and um, make my kids kind of proud. I have a six and seven-year-old, and I think it was like the first month that I was working on the project, my son and I were actually having a... A lightsaber battle in the living room and and my son's like you're not my father and i'm like you know come to the dark side and my my daughter was really concerned she's like no i think he actually is your father so like that was uh... really a lot of fun um... but uh, you know the the fan base on the team is huge they they straddle the line between super fans and fanatics It's the nice sort of spread and they're passionate about what they do as well so when you take someone that is really dedicated to concept art, modeling, animating, um, and then they're a huge fan of the, of the IP. I think that's when you get the best teams.
1: Yeah. For me, I, I've been with Lucas for over 15 years. So I've worked on a lot of Star Wars titles. Uh, I'm really proud of, of this game because I think we brought, um, a a very accessible, but deep, a strategy game to the mobile platform um, that people are really gonna enjoy and and it really pays off on those authentic elements that, that, that the fans really wanna get.
2: Now, obviously, as you mentioned, Matt, you've been involved with Lucas for many years, making Star Wars games, and I'm sure many of us have played them over the years. Tell us about the relationship between Lucas and Disney Interactive, and sort of how this game was all put together. I know it was built up in uh, Palo Alto. Um, what has that been like, sort of the, the teams kind of working together to bring this
1: to life? I mean, it's been a really great collaboration. We've been working together on this for over over a year now, um, and luckily, because we're located in San Francisco. Uh, Chris and Nate's teams are down in Palo Alto. That, that afforded us a lot of opportunities to actually get in the same room together. Um, and over many meetings, uh, I know Chris and our art director, uh, creative art director, has uh, Torba, spent a lot of time together working on the art for the game. Um, uh, but being there at the inception, uh, Nate's team has been excellent with collaborating with us on this. And I think... Um, that, that does show show on the final product
0: yeah I, I'll actually add to that I, I was I was really surprised because I, I know that the people that we are interacting with has and, and others on the, the Lucas side I know that they're involved in several other projects as well and so I really didn't know how much actual quality time that we would get with them, but the relationship has been fantastic it's it's really nice to be able to get a hold of people that are just such authorities to it to be able to help answer those questions and make sure we stay true to the brand
2: uh, before we get into more questions, we probably should just
3: take a look at a demo because um, I know you guys would like to see the game probably, right? Well, we'll let the game load here. But yep. what we're going to see is I've uh, selected to, to play Empire in this case. Um, and actually what we're going to end up on is a base that's fairly progressed. Um, so this is a base uh, that probably if, well, if somebody would reach, yeah, after they had been playing for maybe a couple months. Um, but Like us. An
2: aspirational demo here. This is where you can eventually get So
3: we're not going to take you through the tutorial. This will be the the advanced lesson. Um, But so you can see the base is pretty extensive. I've got a lot of different resources that I can collect here. Um, But ultimately, what I want to show you is the kind of army that you can build as the empire within the game. And then we'll go fight uh, a base. Um, So here in the barracks, you can see we've got the classics. You've got your stormtroopers that you can build up. We've got some dark troopers who are pretty cool. Um, and uh, we've got plenty of droids. We have a repair droid that'll float around and follow your vehicles and repair them along the way if they get damaged. And over in the factory, you have, again, the classic vehicles. Your ATS T walkers, your AT-ATs. But what's really cool is on the Empire side, we have some hero units. And these are units that have never been seen before uh, in Star Wars. So we have the elite. Atat, which is my favorite in the in the game, pretty powerful, and we also have a veteran Atst with some Gatlin guns. My
0: personal favorite.
3: It's Chris's favorite. Uh, so let's let's take him for a spin. So we're gonna go out to. Uh, we ha- we have two ways you can fight in the game. One is through a single player uh, a single player mode where you're playing through this, a story. and That's what we're gonna look at here. And there's a player versus player mode as well. But I'm going on a, on a single-player mission here. We meet a smuggler, Liana, who's, who we've been interacting with in the story up to this point. So we're kind of jumping in in the middle. Oh. But she's having a dialogue with General Veers, uh, where we're accusing her of stealing a shipment. Yes. So I'm going to skip through the text here. Yes. She says, you want it? Come and get it. So I'm going to go in and attack this base. And basically, I'll, take, I'll start with some stormtroopers. They're generally good cannon fodder. And I'll just start laying them down here. And maybe on this side I'll put some ATSTs. And since these rocket turrets are doing some damage, I'm gonna bring in some bombers to see if I can take them out. Here we go. And I'll drop a bunch of additional units here. Yeah. So you can see the dark troopers coming in. I'm actually getting getting taken out pretty badly by this base. And so that's a quick demo. I'm not gonna play through the whole base, but you can see you drop your units, uh, drop your units in, they come in. I actually didn't do very well in that in that round. Or
0: Empire. That, that no goes under stars? No stars. That's your permanent score, right? That's right. That's right. Stay on That's there? right. Okay.
3: I might need to try that one again. <laughs> but then I can come back, rebuild that base, col- uh, you know, collect my resources after taking that beating, collect some resources, go back in, rebuild the army and try again. Use um, strategy. I- new strategy. I'll try a, different, try a different approach. But I can also go in and attack other players. So if I'm on the Empire side, I can go attack players who are playing Rebel. Uh, I can join a squad uh, with other Empire players and team up, uh, sharing troops and sharing strategies with them. Uh, so it's got a lot of richness to the game.
0: A quick look at. What's also really cool is that a lot of these units have very specific um, intent. So, like some of these things, they they go right towards the turrets. Others, uh, they'll they'll go after the resources to loot. Um, they all have like very unique uh, functions, and that's that's how you can really change the strategies by yeah. sort of like building out a new spec and trying that out.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think exactly what Chris is saying. I mean, when the when the player has an opportunity to kind of do a scout and see the defenses that either the, the bases that uh, populate the, the, the overall story narrative or whether they decide to go into player versus player mode and, and, and scout out another player, um, they can see how their defenses are arrayed and they can decide well, what kind of units that they need, how to deploy them. Uh, so there's a lot of strategy involved for the player.
2: Now you mentioned uh, that there are some new units in there and we've seen uh, you know, Stormtroopers and things like that are familiar, but tell people about some of the new things that uh, if you're a fan of Star Wars lore, you might get to sort of see in this game.
3: Well, so there's a bunch of new stuff. There's a there's a whole new storyline um, with new characters. So the first character you meet is named Sapanza. He's a new a new individual who was a smuggler that used to be on Tatooine. We don't tell too much of his backstory in the show or in the in the game, um, but you get a chance to meet and interact with him. And then on the uh, on the Rebel side, something that's pretty cool is the Rebels. Obviously, as I said, they're they're kind of a scrappier group. They've got a sort of knit things together. And so on their side, they don't have factories that are churning out all sorts of new hardware. And so what you'll see is vehicles that we've created for them that are actually relics from the Clone Wars or the prequel eras. They've brought forward some of that stuff, put it together with wire and duct tape, perhaps, um, and they can use that to build up their army. Uh, And then you'll see some of their heroes out on the battlefield like Han Solo and Princess Leia
0: which makes sense cuz on the timeline that's the stuff you would buy in the used car lot at that point there in time you go. right so
2: for you chris it must be fun cuz you guys actually got to get get in and kind of create new things and kind of you know build build some some new content
0: yeah uh, it, it, to me um you know these types of things that you try to try to strike a formula where uh, uh, roughly 30% is something that's d- directly taken from what is familiar and people have seen it before, uh, 30 maybe you do a variant, something that feels a little fresh, a little different, and then maybe 30 that's uh, brand new. And I think we've been able to do that. So there's some stuff that people won't have seen before that is now part of the, the lore.
2: And there's a mystery 10% you haven't told us about.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's... That, that, we'll that's, save that for That's you. the, the, that's the content it. coming down the road. Uh,
2: So, Matt, obviously this is, you know, for Lucas, this is exciting to see you guys kind of playing in the mobile space, um, working on a game like this. Um, These guys talked about some of the new content. Um, Tell us about, you know, bringing that to life and sort of when you, you know, obviously the, there was a ton of different places you could set this game, how it could be set. Why was this sort of what was most exciting for you guys to pursue in terms of where where you would set the story?
1: Well, I think um, if you look where the Star Wars franchise is headed, um, setting it right in the classic time period, uh, you know, we, ha- we know we have a lot of fans that love the classic time period. Um, and uh, as Nate said, you know, this is a platform, I think, that we can potentially tap into uh, other elements of Star Wars that, that uh, will be coming out in the future. Um, and so it, it, it just feels right. I think some of our most popular characters are in this time period. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's one of the great things about Star Wars, I think, is that it's the light versus dark, rebel versus empire um, in this time period, uh, you know, for a strategy game, that's, I think, a pretty compelling uh, uh, dynamic that that. Makes for a great decision that players have to make right up front about what side they want to want to pursue, and and you know, like, w- w- hopefully, we'll, as we develop the storyline after we launch the game, we'll we'll see where it goes. But uh, uh, we know that's classic time pair is very popular with our fans, and, and it, it felt good. Um, now
2: you mentioned before there's this sense of of selecting, you know, between the two sides. How does the game change once you make that decision? I mean, you're obviously branching off pretty early in the game. I mean, is it sort of two distinct paths and you think a lot of people are going to sort of play one side and then eventually go back and play the other side? Or how do you imagine people playing this game?
3: They're, they're definitely different. So you will have a different experience playing either side. Um, you get, on, on the Rebel side, again, the focus really in the beginning is on individual heroes, which would be Han or Chewie or Leia, who come out onto the battlefield with your troops and can have some special, special abilities. Han Solo, uh, in the tutorial even, is sort of known for being able to bring bring down deflector shields. So you can send him into battle for that. We saw a deflector... Sh- I could have used him in that battle because <laughs> there was a deflector shield that was causing me some trouble. Um, so you're you're operating more with heroes on the battlefield. On the Empire side, you've got more of the mechanized might. But the storylines in the single-player game are actually different in, in a number of places where if you played them through, it's not like you're going to see the same exact story play out with just some different... A different skin on top of it. Um, there's actually different uh, different missions that you go. On. So there are different missions for each side. So there's con- yeah. if you want to see all the
2: content, you sort of will want to play it through on yeah. both sides. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
3: Like- um, it, some some of it overlaps, so they sort of weave in and out of one another um, throughout the game.
2: Right. Um, now, as you mentioned uh, before, Matt, that you know you guys definitely see this as not just a game that you know. Ships today, but will sort of evolve over time with sort of new content, new story. How much of that is mapped out, and how much you can tell us about it? But it's sort of that is the plan: is to have sort of an ongoing update of content.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think that's that's very important for the for the game. Um, although uh, we have a, a, I think a ton of content there at launch that will keep p- players busy for quite a while. Um, there's absolutely plans for the team to. Uh, add a lot more new stuff and we don't want to spoil anything but I think part of Star Wars isn't uh, players uh, and our fans will expect to travel to different locations uh, encounter other characters that they know uh, will likely introduce new characters uh, new units and things for that for them to play with and continue to build allow them to build up their forces and uh, uh, engage in uh, especially in uh, like limited time events and things like that where they'll have opportunities to earn special units that you know that'd be the only way that you would be able to get them and we know that kind of stuff is very popular
2: yeah i mean this idea of games as a service is something that you know a lot of developers are doing and that uh, you're going to kind of continually update that so Nate for you guys and the team i mean how how have you thought about that i mean is there sort of a roadmap and even though the game came out today i mean you obviously have a lot planned in the future
3: yeah, yeah, we have we have the team back in Palo Alto is already working on our next update. <laughs> in yeah. fact, um so yeah, we have a great content pipeline. I don't want to give out too many spoilers, but yeah, as Matt said, there's there's a there's a whole path ahead of us that Star Wars the films have already laid. And in the game, you know, we're not we're not retelling the story of the movies. We're telling about things that have happened in similar or familiar locations around the same time, but it's all original content. uh, And we definitely plan to continue that. So. uh, And
0: I'll I'll echo that and say that um, right before we came in here, we're still like talking with Palo Alto, talking about what's next. And the team is actively working on that. So that's the exciting part is that there's such a rich roadmap to things that we can continue to bring into this game that will just make the fun that much more enjoyable.
3: And it's not—it's not just content. It's not just the single-player uh, storyline either. One of the things we have talked about uh, that'll be coming soon is player versus player tournaments, um, where people can compete compete for points. And one of the things that um, we really want to continue to emphasize is how your loyalty to the empire or your loyalty to the to um, the rebels sort of pays off in a in a group way over time in this game.
2: Uh, now, you guys have obviously been involved in this game for a while and uh, probably have some hints and tips for folks on sort of how to get through the game. Uh, Matt, is there any aspect that, you, you know, a level or a mission that you feel you're particularly, you know, excited about to people get to or anything? Any tips when people potentially go home tonight and uh, download it and start playing? Well, I think, you
1: know, one of the things the game, I think, does very well is uh, obviously we onboard them. If you're not familiar with the genre, it will it will. Kind of breadcrumb you into the basics of the game very early on, and then even th- as you go throughout, get through the the middle chapters and later chapters in the game, um, the team's done a great job of actually integrating elements that sort of remind the player, hey, you might want to do this as part of a mission to help them know to get ready for challenges that are upcoming. But I think um, uh, you know there 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 are a lot of different little things you can do. But I think one of the things that 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 is kind of key is to never forget to keep. Upgrading your 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 main base because that's sort of the key that unlocks all the other buildings You can get access to uh, and a lot of the units in the game So putting a lot of emphasis on that will definitely help players uh, progress progress well through the game All right, so pay attention to
2: the tech tree
0: Uh, I guess uh, if I had to give a tip, um, my my son actively plays quite a bit. And one of the things that he was doing is exactly what uh, Matt was saying, is upgrading a lot of the buildings in the base. But he was forgetting to upgrade the units. So as his base was getting higher up and he was being paired with people of a similar HQ level, uh, his units just weren't performing to his expectations. So I showed him that, light bulb goes off, and now he's just rocking it. So that would be my tip.
3: Last one for me, yeah. So this, this one goes out to the rebel players out there. Don't forget about the heroes. Uh, you know, one, one guy, Han, or one, one woman, Leia, uh, they can make a huge difference in the battle. Um, and you might have, you know, a whole army of rebel troopers, but if you forget to bring Han along and have him ready, uh, that can be the difference between a win and a loss uh, in a battle. So it'll help out the rebels.
2: Now, you guys talked about the upgrades. Tell us, I mean, about the sort of the, the tree that people can go through as you play this game because as we saw in one of those later levels, I mean, there's some very advanced sort of structure and units. Uh, people will take it home tonight, maybe play it, but tell us, so tease out sort of, I mean, how, how upgraded can your base
3: or your, your characters be? Nate? We Yeah, we have, uh, so today in the game that we launched, we have eight headquarters levels, which means eight levels of basically every building that's out there. Um, I don't actually even know a count. You might it's, know a count of how it, many we've it,
0: got. It's hundreds of assets. It's a lot. Yeah.
3: So, um, so you know, it's, it's meant to be a game that you can play for a long time. It's meant to be a game that you can actually employ different strategies. So... For example, each of the defenses, um, there's a whole bunch of different types of turrets that you can put down, and some of them are good against infantry, and some of them are good against vehicles, et cetera. And you get to choose which ones you put out on your base to defend against the people that are gonna, gonna come and attack you. And you can watch replays of that to see what strategies they've used and how you might wanna change your defense to counter that in the future. So we've wanted to make sure that we created a game with a lot of depth that's engaging for people and and will keep them having fun with it for you know months and months and and hopefully years and years.
2: And obviously, the idea of kind of challenging your friends, getting in there, and there's a great you know single-player campaign. But tell us about sort of the idea of where you can go with sort of you know challenges people that uh, you may have friends that want to go head-to-head with.
3: Yeah, well, you you kind of have two choices, I guess. You can either try to recruit them onto your side, and uh, you could all join the Empire, all join the Rebellion, and then form a squad together. And then we, you can have squad versus squad challenges potentially, um, or sure if you if they if they are on the on the rebel side, um, you might meet up with them on the battlefield. Um, you don't actually cho- in, in the player versus player combat you don't actually choose exactly who you're going to attack. We use a matchmaking system to ensure that whoever you're going to attack is at least roughly the same level as you, so you're not just stomping on the little guy out there all the time. Um, and so it's not guaranteed that you can pick fight against your friends, but you may come across them out there. Uh, Now,
2: one of the things I I was going to ask you is, you know, games went out only for a couple hours here, but uh, is it a 50-50 split between the two sides, or it's going to be fascinating to see sort of how that plays out, right? It's sort of a a, a personality test in many ways.
3: We had had some early access um, release in a few limited markets for a few months before today, Um, and it actually came out. Surprisingly, pretty evenly split. I will say the Empire has a slight edge, so uh-huh. some some folks were veering to the dark side, but but uh, but we'll we'll keep a close eye on it. Fairly balanced on both sides, right? Fairly balanced, yeah. All right, we'll have to see sort of
2: what people end up uh, doing. Now, the fact that you guys are, are doing this game, bringing it up, Matt. I mean, it's exciting. I think you know a lot of these people are fans of Star Wars, want to see more Star Wars games and experiences coming out. Why was it important for you guys to do something on you know? Uh, mobile platforms iPad iPhone um, you know obviously there's a big audience there but this is a uh, you know I'm sure the first of many kind of initiatives for you guys and, and your group there
1: yeah I think the uh, the mobile space is, is is really become a place where a lot of people are, are gaming now um, uh, they like the, uh, you know, no pun intended, but they like the mobility of being able to take their games with them uh, and not necessarily be uh, uh, locked to their TVs in their living rooms. And so it's just, a, it, you know, it's an important, I think, uh, place for us to have uh, a Star Wars experience. Uh-huh. And... Um, uh, it, you know, personally, I like it. I know uh, as people get more busy in their lives, they don't have that much time to sit down and even, you know, maybe commit uh, an hour to to gaming. And, and you know, I think this game is set up specifically to kind of like help shorter session play. But yet, if you want if you want to play longer, you definitely can. Uh, but if you want to just take five or ten minutes have a fun session and then put it down and come back to it later play on your ipad or on your phone um, uh, it just gives you a lot of flexibility and and we know that's what the uh, y- you can see the numbers people just really enjoy playing on their mobile space and it, it, you know with with uh, the way that uh, peripherals and controllers are advancing it's it's just becoming a bigger bigger platform and this style of
2: game for you know iPad, iPhone, obviously other games have proven this genre is very popular. Um, Nate, why do you think this is, you know, such a good fit for these platforms, this style of game that you guys have come up with?
3: Well, I think these, you know, real-time strategy or combat strategy games have been around for a long time and they've gone through a bunch of different incarnations whether on the PC there have or There've been some
2: Star Wars RTS games back yes, in the day. Yes,
3: exactly. Yeah, Empire at War was was a great one from 2006, I think, yep. right? Right, Matt. Um, so, it's, it's been a genre that I think fans have loved for a long, long time, uh, and I think bringing it to the mobile platform has been a lot of fun because you actually, on, on your phone or on your tablet, you actually get to really feel like you're conducting the battle a little bit more than you do, I think, on a PC where you know, you're able to touch, touch the screen, deploy the forces right where you want them to go, coordinate the timing. Um, and as Matt said, I think we've, we've tuned the game so that battles should take about two minutes. Or actually, you, you need to complete them in two minutes. Uh, and that really helps people, you know, if you, if you have a break between meetings or, you know, with today's lifestyle, everybody's very rushed. Uh, it just suits people's lifestyles and the devices they have with them perfectly.
0: I kicked off a bunch, a bunch of upgrades right before I came out. So, yeah, it doesn't take much.
2: You're missing the game right now, Chris, huh? All right, Uh, we're going to move on to some questions from you guys in the audience. Um, If anyone has a question, I believe there are some Apple reps here with uh, microphones. So, um, yes, raise your hand and they will bring you the microphone. There's a question back there, I know. Yeah. Uh, Quick question. I just wanted to know, will this game ever, since it's constantly updating, constantly getting, I guess, uh, expanding, I guess, in the universe, will this ever tie into the film that's going to be coming out in the next, like, one to two years, I guess?
1: Uh, I can take that one. Um, Are you going to answer it? That's the question. Whether or not it will specifically tie into the movies, we don't we don't know that right now. I think um, we're really focused on uh, telling some uh, some new stories with familiar locations and familiar characters um, within the classic time period. As Nate said, the game basically takes place right after the destruction of the Death Star in Episode Four. Um, and so we still have a lot of fertile territory to, uh, to build out some campaigns and, and new missions and stuff within that time period leading up to episode six. Um, if, if, the, if we have the right opportunity to tell the right stories with some of the new properties coming out with the Star Wars franchise, I think we'll definitely try to take advantage of that, but right now we're just focused on, uh, on the classic trilogy, and we'll see where we go from there. Great. Go um, ahead, sir.
3: So what, which? What's your favorite character to
2: work with? All right, favorite Star Wars character to work with. Let's go down. Nate, start with you.
3: Well, well, my favorite really was that uh, that AT-AT, the black one that we did with the red uh, beam across the face. Um, that was the most fun for me to to work with the art team to create. I think it's uh, it's such a signature it's such a signature vehicle for the Empire, and then to be able to put our own twist on it was a lot of fun. Chris,
0: uh, mine is as I said before is the Hero ATST uh, to be able to strap on Gatling guns on the side and turn that into uh, an even more powerful unit than a typical ATST. That's part of that sort of adding something new to the game that is just a lot of fun. It's just a lot of fun to play with.
1: Right. I'm, I'm a little more old school. I like the, the X wings and the Y wings personally. So that's one of the first things I do is try to build up my uh, my uh, uh, starship command as quickly as I can and bring those in for. Uh, for some uh, strikes on enemy bases to weaken the defenses.
2: And you'll have your favorite character, too, when you play, right? Who's your favorite character?
3: My, my favorite character Yoda.
2: Yoda, all right. Hey, I haven't played the game yet, but it's, it's free-to-play, right? Uh, and so some people always, with the back-and-forth, about the pay-to-win, how does the free-to-play model work with this specific game? Is the matchmaking the kind of counter thing so people can't just...
3: Yeah, so I I think that's a really important issue, especially in a competitive game. So yes, the game is free to play. Um, You can download the game. All the content in terms of all the campaigns, playing player versus player, all of that is open to anybody who installs the game. Uh, there's, There's one currency called Crystals that you can pay to get, and it's primarily just used to speed things up. So if you're... If you have a droid that's working on an upgrade of your headquarters for a few hours and you just want to get that going, you can pay crystals to speed that up um, or you're training like if I came back from that beating that I just took and needed to get my my uh, troops put together quickly again to go out and try it again, I could pay to speed that up. Um, but in terms of the competitive play, yeah it's really important that we don't have anything in the game that you can buy that gives you a competitive advantage. And so that is a big part of where matchmaking comes into play. So if you and I, for example, installed the game on the same day and I happened to pay and got to headquarters level five and you were headquarters level two, like I'm not gonna come up against you in matchmaking because that just wouldn't be fair. I'll go up against other people at, at level five. Um, and so that's how we keep the level field, er, the, the playing field level for all the players.
0: Hi. Um, the Star Wars community is pretty big on canon versus non-canon stories, so I was curious why this particular original story isn't canon. I think that's what's been—I think that's what I read in a particular article this morning. So, is there a reason why?
1: <laughs> so, one of the things that that games gives us, which is a really unique opportunity in, in, in storytelling, is the opportunity to introduce, introduce player choice into the into the game. Um, you know, unlike uh, books or films, where you sit down and, and you have a, a story narrative that's played out for you, um, so. In that dynamic, when the player has to decide whether their and you as the player and the forces that you're gonna build are gonna go one way or the other, there's no, we sort of have to kind of take a step back from what's canon or not canon and just decide that this is a player-driven choice, the things that they do are based on their story. Um, and so, you know, it doesn't really, you know, in that dynamic, it's like there's no right or wrong decision, and so we just put it in the player's hands to kind of play the story out for themselves.
0: Yeah, I was wondering um, when you were developing the game, uh, what other games did you look at, whether in the mobile space or even in the traditional PC and Mac uh, space? Uh, did you take for like, did, were you inspired by any other games in those um, in those spaces while you were developing Star Wars Commander?
2: Inspirations.
0: Well, I, I can say that on, on the art direction side, we often get inspired by a lot of different products out there, but you also try to strive to try to do something that feels unique, uh, something that feels a little different um, and accessible. And that's, that's the struggle, is to try to get something that is familiar enough that a lot of people are willing to take a chance and try it, um, something that feels welcoming and, and pleasant, um, but then also has its own spin and it's got its own take. Um, so, yeah, we look at a lot of things, and, and it's not just games, uh, movies, TVs, animation, um, you name it. Uh, there's a lot of inspiration that comes into the pre-production phase before anything is really solidified. Like, literally, it's, it, a large part of it is just trying to narrow down the possibilities, otherwise you're just iterating on infinite uh, looks and feels until something really starts to resonate.
1: Hey guys, my question is for Nathan. Actually, I was wondering whether or not um, your experience with Zynga in the past and um, Farmville, and just the expansive kind of uh, playability, Facebook, the multi-level platform, played into um, any key elements in in this and/or um, any of the additional games you have been developing since.
3: Well, it's been it's been a lot of fun in my career to to work on some some great games and some great titles over the years. Um, and I, I think the thing that I love the most about games like this is, is running them as a service. Um, actually, th- today is sort of the start of the most exciting part of developing the game for me. I, actually, I love building the game, but I love releasing it. And then I love being able to see what, what players are doing with the content that we've created, what choices they're making, and how they play the game, and what things that we can bring to them in the future that they're going to get really excited about. Um, and that's that's something that I've had uh, and done for my entire gaming career, and I love the fact that the that that games as a service uh, is is a part of gaming today. So, and that's that's something I've carried from certainly from my time before to, to this game today.
2: All right. Well, it sounds like you guys have a great roadmap uh, for content, but it uh, starts today, so uh, you guys can download the game obviously right now on the uh, the App Store for uh, iPhone and iPad. And uh, want to thank. Uh, all three of the guys for joining us today here at the Apple Store. Uh, congratulations on the launch, and uh, thanks Thank for you. joining us. Thank you very
1: much. Thanks, thanks very much. <laughs> thanks everybody.
2: All right. Thanks everybody. Appreciate it. Have a good night.